The Baseball Together Network presents the Seattle Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Julie Young. And now, Seattle Baseball Together. Welcome to this month's therapy session with the Seattle Baseball Together Podcast baseball family. I am one of your hosts. My name is Brad. And as you would expect, I'm here with our guy, Jewel. Welcome, Jewel. How are you this fine evening? I am um, not sexy. Very boring. (laughs) Not sexy and very boring. As you can see, those of you watching on YouTube, we're both sporting our not sexy shirts. Let's just get that out of the way right now, Jewel. You can hop on 9plusus.com, spell it out, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, or you can click the link down in the description that will take you straight to the Seattle collection, and you can get your very own not sexy shirt, a tribute uh, to our guy Marco Gonzalez, um, and then make sure you use code CPOD S E A P O D to get fifteen percent off of that order just for you, the listeners of the Seattle Baseball Together podcast. So Jewel and I are feeling not sexy. Um, the Mariners are feeling a little more sexy, a little over, bit, just, just a little, little bit. bit more sexy over the last few days. Um, just to give you a point of reference for where we're at today, it is Sunday, May 29th. Uh, so we're coming off of a little bit of a disappointing loss against the Astros today. Two to one. This is the thing about that, though, Jewel. Losing to the Astros two to one. There is no such thing as a moral victory. But you might call it a moral victory. Right? I would. I would. Marco, Marco pitched another I mean, his fifth game this month, I think, and he's uh-huh. he's had four out of five really good, really good starts mm-hmm. this month. He's probably I don't I'd have to look, but he's arguably been our best pitcher during the month of May. Him and Flexen. Gilbert's been really good too. Gilbert's Flexen, been solid, and too. and the thing is, like you look at Flexen's numbers, like that dude hasn't been good. He had one bad outing, but he, his big problem has been that he has not gotten any run support. No run support. No Except run support until this weekend. Until this weekend. Yeah, when they blew up against the Astros, so that happened. Took two out of three from the Astros. That's a that is a really big deal. I feel that's like. a win going into June. Yeah, it's I I didn't think going into this series I was gonna be disappointed not getting the sweep because um I mean let's just talk about this real quick. We'll get into this more later, but I'm sorry, we're not gonna win the game with the bases loaded and even one out down one with Mike Ford coming to the plate. I guess the bases weren't loaded for Ford, but with Mike Ford coming to the plate with runners on second and third, and then the driver of the struggle bus himself, Luis Torrens, coming up with one out with the bases loaded. He had an all right day before that because he's the one who broke up the no-no, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Luis Garcia was was tossing a no-no. Torrens was the one who broke it up. And looked, I guess that's all he was good for because then he grounded into a double play to end the game. I was like, dude, that is the one thing you cannot do in this situation. I would yeah. rather have you strike out and get to the top of the order then ground into a double play right there. Just get the yeah. ball out of the infield too. Make contact, get it in the air, get it, get it in the outfield grass. Cause then you've got, a, you've got, you've got a chance for a guy to tag and score or everybody stays yeah. put. And like I said, you get to the top of the order. Like that is the one be, thing. You be a big league, be a big league hitter. Cause big league hitters, you know, game on the line, you're down by one bases loaded. Mm-hmm. You have one out. Yeah, you've got to give the that, next guy a chance. Got to. You got to. You got to at least give that guy a chance from third to score. Yeah. 
Yep. So uh, that was that was really frustrating. But like we said, somewhat of a moral victory um, taking the series there. And it was only a two to one game. That's a big deal against the Astros. Yeah. That team can hit and has historically hit Seattle pitching well. Not Very so much well. in Seattle, but nonetheless, it's. It went the way that it, it went Seattle's way. And there were a lot of really good things that we saw because Jewel and I were talking before we came on the air. And I, I counted at one point this season or this month in May, the Mariners lost 15 of 20 games. 15 of 20, lost six in a row at the very beginning of the month. And it was just like, oh, no, here we go again. And Jewel, my question for you with all of this, everything we saw this month, uh, was it ever hard for you to stay optimistic about this team going forward? Oh, absolutely. Like, like, oh, today was just a bad day. It, it's going to, or this is just a mad, bad month. They're going to pull out of it. Was there ever a point where you felt like, no, they're not going to pull out of it? Um, yeah. Um, and then just, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, just kind of looking at last year, because a lot of the players have come on and said, we were in the same spot last year. Uh-huh. So on May 1st of 2021, 28 games in, they were 15 and 13. Again, we came into May above 500 as well this, this year. Mm-hmm. We came out of May last year at 28 and 27. But so that means we lost. But that was still, though, that was seven more games right now. If yeah. you look at 48 so, games in, just yeah, like we're at right now, we're 20, we were 22 and 26 last year. Exactly. Coming two games better, two one, games two, better than where three, they're at right four, now. Four, five, six game losing streak. Yeah. And losing one, two, three, four, five, nine, nine of 12 before that. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of in the same Ominous. spot, like I said, two games back of the record last year and things look actually better now than they did at this point last year because we haven't been no hit twice knock on yes that's a big deal you know i and i feel the morale is coming around you know i feel this team you know they had a good april the mariners are always good in april that's one Mm -hmm. thing that we can count on Mariners fans is the mariners will always be good in april they -hmm. will always be really bad in may and they Mm -hmm. will figure it out from there Yes, June, I feel like, is the month where you can tell who this team is going to be going forward. If they start to turn it on, they start to win games uh, in in June, then we can we can really be optimistic for the rest of the season. But I feel like if they're not winning games in June, if it looks like the, they're continuing to lose at a horrendous clip like they did in May, we can expect some guys to get traded in yeah, July. Yeah, no, I right? would absolutely agree with that. And then just for context, last year, you know, because that's what the players are saying. A lot of this team was here last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the same even problems. 500 starting on June 1st. They lost on June 1st. They were even 500. End of June, they were 42 and 39. There you go. So they went from 28 yeah. and 28 to 42 and 39. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see what June brings because yeah. we'll see. Well, and, and here's, here's the other thing too is that the beginning of June is going to bring, I, I guess we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here going into next month already, but uh, we'll end here and then we'll go into what we wanted to talk about. True. Um, the starting of June playing the Orioles who we've said on the big show several times that the Orioles, they're not a good team, but they're pests. And I feel like if you can they're... beat the Orioles, which are, they're a team you're supposed to beat. If you can mm-hmm. beat them, you're going to be okay. Because they've been given those teams above them in the AL East, they've been given the Yankees fits. 
Oh, didn't the they Yankees sweep had the Yankees? best record in baseball. Uh, yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, and the Yankees yeah. had the best record in baseball. So they're gonna go. They're gonna go to Baltimore, and they're gonna have. They're gonna have to battle. Back to which the is East weird Coast. To say. Back to the East yeah. Coast. I know. Fun fact Somebody... that I heard last night on the broadcast is that the Mariners have not played the Angels yet. No, they haven't. They've... Because they don't play on the East Coast. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like the the Mariners' schedule has been so screwy this season so far. Played Texas, so played in Texas. Uh, actually, no, yeah, played in Texas, but only played the Astros there. Um, and then and then gone to the American League East and the National League East. That's like it so far. Um, I would really, really like to get all these series against the Astros out of the way. <laughs> yeah, no, same. <laughs> beginning of the season. They finally helped the Mariners a little bit. We finally go at Texas and at Houston. So we actually mm-hmm. get to stay in Texas. So that's that's not a lot of travel after right. or, after Baltimore. And then we're home for um a, a lot of days. We're home for from the 10th to the 19th. Here's here's one for you, Jewel. This is the last thing, and we'll, we want to talk about three up, three down for this month. The last thing right here, the last time the Mariners play the Astros is July first. Yes. No, That'll we have nice. a we have a really good end of season schedule too. Like yeah, really favorable. October it's been is... really tough. That's part, and that's part of the reason with the struggles is because it's been a tough schedule to start the season. Like yes. you go into Boston, you're like, you're you're almost like okay, finally get a reprieve, but then. Boston immediately figures things out when Seattle comes to town. Trevor Story remembers how to hit the baseball, and and now Boston is on an absolute tear. Like they're yeah. playing really well right now. They're doing. And it just happened to be it was when Seattle came to town. So yeah, we just so happy. I am going to chalk it up to a tough schedule and a and a lot of injuries. Okay. Yeah. We have we have three good things and three bad things each that we want to share with with you listeners this month with our baseball family. Um, Jewel, why don't you go ahead? Let's start with. Let's start with our with our three down, so we can end okay. up on a positive note with our three ups. So I go like ahead, that. and give me your first down. Okay, my first down is we only have one player currently who is on pace for more than thirty home runs. Yeah, <laughs> one player on pace for thirty or more home runs, and only one on pace for twenty five or more. So on pace, I would think. At this so who, point, who's our it, thirty? Our thirty. I mean, Suarez is leading the leading the team at home runs, but he hit a lot of those really early. Is is it him or is it's it Julio? Suarez? Suarez is currently on okay, pace for thirty-two. So. Okay. And then our twenty-five is Julio, right? No. No, is it Ty France? It's Ty France. Okay. Julio's currently on pace for twenty-one. He's Toro gonna hit was way on, more than that. He will. He absolutely will. Toro was it on pace before he got injured for eighteen. JP and Raleigh are on pace for 15. And then this is really bad. This is like the bad, bad here of this bad. Winker's only on pace for seven home runs. Jesse Winker is an anomaly. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. Seven home runs. He is an absolute anomaly because he so this is the thing is I assumed that Jesse Winker was going to come into this season and be a home run hitter, but that's not what he is. Jesse Winker is an OPS guy. He, he is a doubles base. guy. He gets, he on, gets base. on base. He, he and I like that. 316. Hence why he got moved to the top of the order because he, he has the best eye, Dang. best eye in baseball. 
He does. And that's exactly why he led off in Cincinnati too. His highest, his second highest uh, batting average in the position in the uh, order in the batting lineup, the batting order is leading off. That yeah. that is Jesse Winker. He is a leadoff hitter, which is strange because he's not fast. Not and, fast, but and he's big. He's a big dude. Like he's really tall. Hell is Winker. He's got to be. He's six. He's six three. So he's yeah. taller than what you'd expect a leadoff hitter to be. But he can. He does a great job working in the count, and he gets on base. He, exactly. So that's I'm, a big thing. He works the count. A pitcher that has to start the game against Winker not only has to worry about the power if they're mm-hmm. right-handed. They also have to worry about his great eye. So mm-hmm. that's a bad point to Winker this season is that, you know, the power hasn't been there, but there's a lot of good with him as well. So that's well, my that's my first bet. It's like I said, with Winker, like, get on base. That's all I care with him because he's got Ty France batting behind him at two, and then he's got Julio batting Julio behind him at three. three, right? And then, so, two, I mean. I'd rather take a two-run home run than a leadoff solo. Absolutely. Give Ty France, who can drive runners in at – and top three in the baseball clip mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so this is i have his batting order position so his batting average uh leading off he's led off for in 118 games started 117 a lead off position he hits 292 next is second in the order again 292 and that's that's starting 94 games there Batting third he started 58 games uh hits 221 211 and fourth and he hasn't really he hasn't really started many games. The fourth, fifth is three sixty six, but that's only started thirty six games there. So that's a that's a that's a small sample size. Yeah. So you want him one or two for him to be. Yeah. You want him at the top of the order to get the most out of them. Which. Yeah. Hey, I'll take it. But that's that's my that's my first bad is that the okay. the power numbers aren't there. They weren't there last year, but. Right. Oh, they were because Seager and you know it's funny though. Really quick about the the power numbers though, as the power numbers are down across the league altogether. The Yankees lead the league with sixty five. The Mariners have fifty two total going into Sunday, mm-hmm. and they're in the top half. The Mariners yeah. are in the top half of the league, so the power numbers are down all around the league all, all, this year. So yeah, numbers. I was are feeling down really bad. I was feeling really bad about it because there are teams that are like top heavy with home runs, but the thing is that the Mariners hit home runs top to bottom just about. Yeah, they except do. for Luis Torrens because he hasn't hit any this year, so he just needs to. Anyway, um, yeah. speaking of Luis Torrens, that's going to be my first bad. I'm going to go with the catching position, just in general. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's a black hole in the batting order right now. Cal Raleigh is starting to look like he's going to pull out of it, or is starting to pull out of it. I think so, but and I sure hope so because man, it has been bad news bears like. The catchers have been batting eight nine for a long time now, and I th- I'm sure they will continue to be because oh, yeah. it is so 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 bad. Yeah, I, I never I thought that I would absolutely yearn for Tom Murphy to come back from the IL, and I maintain that the best move the Manners can make before the trade deadline is Wilson Contreras trading some prospects for Wilson Contreras. Absolutely, it, it needs to happen. Absolutely. absolutely. And if it doesn't, they need to throw a whole bunch of money at him during the offseason because he's going to be a free agent. And that's a guy the Mariners, that's a position the Mariners need to fill if they're going to win the World Series. Or, you know, even maybe not for the bat, but for the glove and for the way you can call a game, like a Roberto Perez from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like I'll even take a, because, you know, that's, that's my next bat is, you know, the defense hasn't been great. Oh, man. 
They're seventh yeah. in the AL and airs. Mm-hmm. Um, Suarez, Raleigh, and Frazier each have three. JP has six. Yeah. Well, um, didn't he have two in one game a couple weeks ago? He did, yeah. So he has yeah. six. Um, so the defense has been overall bad, but especially really bad. Raleigh with three, you can't you can't have your catcher airing at all. Yeah. Your catcher has to be yep. fundamentally solid. And Raleigh's known for his defense. So that's, that's what I was gonna say. Which, <laughs> is, which guy. is ironic, but like he's he's struggling with the bat, which then leads to struggles with the glove, which then leads to struggles calling games, and it's all tied together. It is Raleigh it is and, all tied together. Yep. Yeah, know, it's been bad. Ty France has mostly been really, really good. There were a couple times, like I a couple weeks ago, he dropped the ball in foul territory, and I was like, What? what just happened like yeah. i was shocked that it happened because he doesn't do that no you know and he's he's been he's been solid he's been helping those guys out but he can only do so much if it's yeah, not within he, his he reach can't he, can't, he can't save you guys no. so there's that and then winker winker had one out in the outfield a couple weeks or a few days ago and i was just like oh my gosh like yeah it's yeah defense has not been good which is weird because it's been a staple in seattle for Two decades now. For, forever. Yeah. The defense has always been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right, but I'm gonna, what's your next bad? I'm going to stay on the defensive side. I'm going to go with the bullpen. Okay. So yeah. last year, going into the season last year, my very first, the very first Seattle baseball to their podcast episode, I said, I said, I think that the two places this team is going to struggle is it's going to be the bullpen and depth. I'll get to that in just a minute. But the bullpen is looking this year like I thought it was going to look last year. That if that bullpen doesn't have a two to three run lead when they come in, there are going to be some issues. And that's the way it's been, especially Steckenrider. So Steckenrider is having an absolutely horrendous year. Like the worst of his career, which is saying something because he had a couple of bad years in Miami. Yeah. (laughs) So... So he was in Miami for three years, and he had he had his his ERA went up over six in 2019 in 15 games. He's pitched 16. He's appeared in 16 games oh. this season, and his ERA was 5.65. Yeah, stack is his down. home runs per nine up, walks per nine up, strikeouts per nine down, strikeouts to walk ratio down. So all around his WHIP up. All around, Steckenrider has been. Bad. worse across the board and bad. just been flat out bad yeah i saw um i saw a, a graphic that somebody pulled off of baseball savant they tw- they tweeted it out and his command was absolutely non-existent horrendous his yeah. change-ups he threw three change-ups at the top of the zone one fastball down at the bottom of the zone i was like those need to be flipped like that looked like a photoshop graphic that was meant to like slander drew steckenreiter because it was absolutely opposite of what it should have been so bad yeah so I hope he can get his mind right, get everything back, get his command back, everything back while he's down in the minor leagues. But man, if not, the managers have got to figure something out oh, with, absolutely. Uh, with the bullpen because it's not been good. Um, it is nice. I will say this with some positivity. I'll say that Penn Murphy, uh, Munoz, I can't think of his, well, I can't think of his first name right now. Um, Andres? Andres, yeah. It's on the Andres tip of my tongue. Munoz. On, Andres Munoz and um, Diego Castillo have been good. Castillo yeah, Munoz, finally. Murphy, I, Castillo. Castillo hey, started to flip the script. 
He did. And you know what? I, I told you he looks miserable out there when he's pitching. But today, on Sunday, I saw him smile. What? Yeah, Jewel. I saw Diego Castillo smile, and it made me very happy. That's... So I was like, hey, he's having fun again. He's going to, he, I was like, he's going to get out of this inning, no problem. Then Seawald went out there, who was nails last year, is not nails, but has been relatively reliable this year. Yeah. Gave up a run that gave up a run on Sunday, but yeah, yeah he's, he's then, kind of gotten to be a 50 50 guy, but man, he has I, been, it's which is hard coming out of the back of the bullpen and trying to lock down games. Yeah, got to find, I think they've got to find somebody who can be the closer because there it's is, not Seawald this year. There's a guy out there, he's a free agent, figure out the PR later, but go get Roberto Azuna. Oh man, that's tough. He's been, he's been pitching in Mexico, he's still good, he's very good. Well, and so and Dallas Keiko could come in and help with the back half of the rotation too. Yeah. No, I, but I, be mad with that I did see, I did see that Matt Brash is when he comes back up, he's going to be in the bullpen. Yeah. I thought they, I thought they put him in the bullpen in Tacoma specifically to get more work in, but they're converting him to a reliever, which I Ooh. think could be really good. Eddie Diaz, Eddie two, Diaz, part two, two, two I, I'm telling you, man, two innings of that slider and he is untouchable. But it's very, it's very much Edwin Diaz because when Edwin Diaz was at first in the system, he was being brought as a starter. Was he? Once he got to trip double A, triple A, they're like, no. You throw too hard. <laughs> you throw too hard, you're going to the back of the bullpen. And now look at him. He's an all-star. Like He's about to get yeah. paid a massive. He's, he's the man in New York. Yeah. He is the man. Um, yeah. And then, you know, my last bad is that we miss Mitch Hanninger's bat. Yes, um, so much. That's played... my other thing is injuries. Yeah, he played nine games. Through, through those nine games that he played, healthy, he was on pace for 54 home runs. <laughs> Don't tell me that, Joel. That's my bad. That's that's, that's so my bad. like just heartbreaker bad. Yeah. Is... Yeah, my because that, that's my third bad is is the injuries. Like I a lot of people are like, well, you can't make injuries be an excuse because everybody goes through injuries. It's like, well, yeah. But it gets to be a point where the injuries do become a problem, and that's why you're losing games. Yeah. Because Mitch Hanniger, like, that's just straight-up bad luck, right? Oh, that he sorry. caught his spike on his way out of the batter's box and rolled his ankle his first day back from being on the COVID list? Yeah. Like, oh, come on. And then now you got Kyle Lewis back from – finally back from a knee injury that he sustained last year, a torn meniscus of all things – that Another people come one. back after like a couple weeks. That it's like it's taken him a year to get back from. Just because he's had he, so many other knee injuries, all the same knee. Yes, and then he it looks like he can only play two out of three games. Well, he because did he get got hit. scratched today. He got he hit. Did get hit. He did it's get true. that one off the shoulder, and then it hit his head. So it was, I think it was more of a precaution. But I I hope so because man, I really worried. Like I saw he got scratched. It's like shoot, that knee doesn't hold up after two games of trotting around the bases. No, he never had, had him, to run. They had him three games back to back to back with one in the outfield in AAA. Okay, all right, that makes more sense then. So yeah. he he did oh, pass man. that test because that was the big hurdle. They had to see him play three in a row. Uh huh. One in the outfield. To okay. make sure that he was healthy. All right. Yeah, then, I saw that. And I think I think I'm buying into a little bit of Facebook negativity there. That people are like, oh, what's he doing on a big league roster if he can't? And I'm like, like, I understand, like, take it easy, right? But I was like, mm-hmm. man, if he can't play two out of three days. But no, I forgot that he got hit on Saturday. Yeah. So that and then that but the injuries forced a guy like Jared Kelnick to have to play 
you know, 30 games and struggled to a 142, 19, 291 slash. But a positive out of that is that he got to go back down to Tacoma where he's played 11 games as he's of doing today. Really well now. And he has a 348, 400, 652, three doubles, a triple, three home runs, and nine RBIs. And he's having fun down there. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I, I saw that today. A I saw that from you positive. and somebody else. Yeah. So. Yeah, because he because uh, he didn't look like he was fun, having fun last year until September when he was hitting. He's got to be able to continue to have fun when he's struggling so that he can pull out of the, the exactly. troubles. He so. needs some of that Julio juice. He does need some Julio juice. Because <laughs> Julio, man, let me can I go into my first up real quick? Absolutely. Because Julio's attitude, positivity, everything I feel like is contagious. Oh, right? 100%. Like he's the kind of guy like he's he's one of those people where you would see him smiling and then be like, yeah, life is pretty good. Things aren't so bad. Right. Like I I really hope that like that can just go throughout the entire dugout. I feel like part of that came with Kyle Lewis because he's another guy who's always smiling, and having fun. Absolutely. And yep. Yes. Baseball is fun when you're that good at it. Yeah. Right? Everything is fun when you're that good at it. But at the same time, like they need to help those guys lighten up. So real yeah. quick, Julio has come into his own. Like I said before, it took him forever to hit his first home run, but he has not stopped since he hit that first home run. They've been coming in bunches. I hope they continue to come in bunches. And Jewel, you said on last month's episode that you were predicting, you predicted like as we signed off that Julio Rodriguez was going to be the favorite for the rookie of the year at the end of May. Well, I got this for you on FanDuel and WinBet. He's the betting favorite. Yes. I told you. FanDuel, FanDuel has him at plus 200. WinBet is plus 175. Like it. So you're like, that's almost a straight bet if you're putting money down on Julio for uh, for Rookie of the Year. DraftKings has him second at, uh, I think I saw 220. DraftKings is really weird with their futures bets. I'm guessing he, he's behind Bobby sometimes. Witt. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, no, it or, was it was Pena from Okay, yeah, Houston. okay, because Pena's good, too. But those Pena's three, man, really those two are stud. Um, so my – so I actually have Julio also as mine, but a little bit different. Um, so this is actually kind of a Julio and Kelnick um, thing. As of – yeah, as of 45 games through the season, so yesterday, or I pulled this, or two days ago I pulled this. Um, Julio's on pace for 46 stolen bases. <laughs> As of today, he's on pace for 48 stolen bases. It went up. Um, he stole a base today. Yeah, so he's on pace <laughs> for 48 now. When Kelnick was up through his 30 games, he was on pace for over 20. So two 2020 guys, potentially. Mm-hmm. We know Kelnick can hit. So that's a big yeah. positive for me is that you know, we're looking at Julio possibly being a 40-40 guy. You know, I think he could be a 40-40 guy next year. Honestly. Absolutely. Because Acuna, Acuna's there, you know, same thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I I saw something on Twitter, I think it was today. Um, somebody said, Okay, we're past Julio Rodriguez for rookie of the year. We're on to Julio Rodriguez for MVP. <laughs> Yeah, no, I actually I actually put a Twitter poll out. Um, let me pull it real quick. Um, go ahead and do your next one while I pull my, my poll. Oh, I was just going to say, as far as like Julio MVP, like you would, 
<laughs> you get plus 20,000 on that, plus 20,000 odds if you want to go ahead and put money down on Julio as MVP. So a $1 would give you 200. I considered it at one point earlier today. It's like, yeah, you know. But then I looked at everybody else and I was like, no, it's not going to happen. So as much as I would like that to happen, it's not going to. But no. anyway, all right. My next up is I have Ty France. Uh, Ty France has been everything we hoped he would be this season. He did have a, a little bit of a cold spell, but man, the dude has more hits than anybody over the last 162 games. And yes, I get it. You can cherry pick and be like, okay, as of today, 162 games ago, Ty France, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, 162 games is a considerable sample size and yeah. a full sample size, regardless yeah. of any time that you take it, because and they do that with teams all though. the time. It's, it's consistent. It's not... Yes. It's not a Byron Buxton sample across two or three seasons. It's mm -hmm. last year's, you know, last 120 plus this year's first 48 or mm -hmm. 42, one, whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying though. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's a spread across even it's not chopped up. So that's yeah. the part that gets me is when it's chopped up. Yeah. Well, it's like you have guys like you were Byron Buxton is a perfect example of it. Like, man, yeah, he averaged these these numbers. He hit this, whatever, stole this many bases. But the dude played like 110 games for five for like five years in a row. Yeah. So, you, you know, and up. so, he, yeah, he was really good for those 110 games for those five years. But at the same time, like you're missing out on what's that 52 games for the rest of the season year, that are yeah. crucial, especially in Minnesota in the AL Central. Yeah. And it because was it's the same, you can chop up Tatis's numbers the exact same way. Yeah, his, yeah. His, it was very similar. Like he's great. But when he's I will on the not field. stand for Fernando Tatis libel on this. There's still slander on this podcast, by the way. So, uh, so my next one, <laughs> my positive is actually the signing of Justin Upton, um, which we didn't hit at the top. But I we talked about this. But he's a 14 year vet. He's a four time mm -hmm. All Star, three time Silver Slugger. He had success in both the AL and the NL. He was only 19 when the D-backs went to the NLCS in 2007. He's been to three division series at age 23, 25, and 19. Um, and that piece is, honestly, that's huge for these Mariners, is having a guy who is now 10, 14 years later, who's been through it all. He's been through the All-Stars. He's been being the young guy who's been great. That's going to be huge for Julio. That's going to be huge for Kalnick. That's going to be huge for Kyle Lewis. You know, the all-star, the silver slugger, the playoff experience, the mentality, like, got the big money deal. How did he overcome that? Just all those, like, things you just don't, like, think about past the stats unless you're, like, you do something like this all the time, you know, mm -hmm. as a normal fan. But that's honestly huge. Like, that's, that's why I think of it as a positive because once he's around this club, and I don't care if he sits the bench or he's pitch hit. Right. He'll be a great pitch hitter. Because yeah, I I see him as a, those situations like yes, yeah, situational pitch sense. hitter will be outstanding. Uh, but we did lose our situational pitch runner as Billy Hamilton opted out of his minor league deal. No, he didn't. I saw today that that didn't happen. He is still with the Rainiers. Oh, he is. Yeah. I thought he. I saw yesterday. Yeah. Every, everybody out. thought he did because that's what Davis reported. But they reached out to him and said, no, he's still with the team. He's still here. So, yeah, that that's I crazy. saw that this afternoon. I was, yeah, I was pretty pumped about that. So, no, that's great. So I, would I love hope for he Upton. sticks around. 
I really hope he yeah. sticks around and we can have him up in September. I think I think you're absolutely right with Justin Upton. He's going to be a perfect veteran presence for that that clubhouse could come in in a big spot and be a good. I mean, if he comes in and it when we need a single and hits a single, it's worth it. It's 100% worth it for a veteran minimum. Yeah. Especially 1, if he does it against the Angels, even better. Oh yeah. I feel like and that's probably he when he that's when he's going to come up. We already know is that when the Mariners actually take on the Angels, we that's, next year yeah what it's gonna feel like goodness but <laughs> that's my prediction is he comes up against him when we eventually play the angels um you know june june 16th i'm calling it right now justin upton will be on the major league roster come june 16th yeah well he's ex- he's an extended spring right now for those of you who don't know so it's it's kind of an odd timeline because they don't really have one especially for a guy who signed a big league contract like, that's really weird to me that it's like, yeah, just whenever you're ready, we'll we'll help you get stretched out. Like the dude wasn't ready to go. Like, did he want to play baseball? Or is it because they came to him and were like, We'll pay you money to come be in our clubhouse and share positivity, bring positive vibes. That's what we need right now. Yeah, like go get your mind right, get your body right real quick. And then uh, like when you feel like you're mentally there from this like movement. Yeah. Like Come join. Like you'll yeah. we'll DFA anyone. <laughs> Mike Ford, please. Mike Ford. Probably. <laughs> it makes sense. I don't think they're gonna DFA him. I think he's got another option left. I don't know for sure, but he might end up being getting DFA'd if that's where he's at. Um okay. My last uh my last up that I have is actually starting pitching for a little while there. Things were pretty, pretty grim, but Logan Gilbert. Chris Flexen, Marco Gonzalez, not sexy, very boring, all went seven innings against the Astros yeah, and gave up a total of just two runs between the three of them. Yeah, that that was incredible. No, and my last one's actually pitching as well. Um, you can look at this one either way, but the 162-game win-loss percentage for the pitching staff as of right now is exactly at 500 from baseball reference. They are exactly average. This for the starting pitchers. This is for the whole pitching staff. Oh, the whole everyone who's staff. pitched, everyone who's pitched for the Mariners this season through the, these games. Um, the Mariners staff is, um, as a whole, is 16 runs above their replacement. Which I don't. I would have to see where that ranks exactly. But Gilbert well, is, is. Is that WAR? Is the, is the number of WAR? No, these are runs above oh. replacements. Oh, okay. So Gilbert is obviously leading the Mariners with 14. Um, Penn Murphy's at six. Um, Hmm. While you have guys like Brash and Castillo who are negative in that category, but Castillo Hmm. has gone from when I first looked this up from a negative eight to a negative five. That's good. He said, but it also shows we're, we're really missing a guy like Swanson who can lock down the sixth or seventh and hold the game. And so who's at plus five. Um, Robbie Ray is only at plus two. Rome was at plus three. Seawall plus four. Um, and this is one guy that I was, I'm really surprised hasn't been back in the bullpen with the struggles is Justice Sheffield. Um, he was, he had a 3.57 FIP, a 0.0 ERA, and a plus, uh, two runs above replacement. And that's in 4.2 innings pitched which is a small sample, but he's been better than some of the other guys we have brought up over him. Mm-hmm. Like he's better than your average replacement right now. 
Yeah, he is. I think was it you or is it or did I see it on Twitter somewhere? Somebody said that Sheffield is still down in AAA because they want to stretch him out to return to the starting rotation, which I am vehemently against. Yeah, by we, the way, we just don't we just don't need it, which is which doesn't make sense because you have Kirby, you have Brash, you have well Brash. Like, I mean, not Brash anymore. Apparently, well, not Brash anymore because I think I, I mean we kind of alluded to it, but I think he could be Edwin Diaz, the next Edwin yeah. Diaz. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, the other thing too, though, is that uh, I think once Emerson Hancock's ready to go, do you think? I mean, are, are they, do you think they'll bring him up? So where is Hancock right now? He's in. I want to say he's in Arkansas, right? I think he's with Low A Arkansas. So he's still in Low A because I don't think he's with Everett yet. Arkansas is Double A. Oh, I'm thinking Modesto. My bad. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can't remember where he's at right now. I'm looking. I'm looking right now, though. Um, but no, and he's coming back from an injury, so it could be a while. It could be a while before we see him. He is in Double A with the Arkansas Travelers right now. So he he's at that mile. He's at that stop. He's at the yeah the the test. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. So we could see him later this year if it's necessary. I don't know that we necessarily will for sure. Um, MLB.com has like on their prospect pipeline has his uh, ETA as next year. Yeah, that makes. I mean, but that would make sense for late season for September for Hancock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, real quick, unrelated. Um, do you know who else has an ETA of next year? Is it Nolde? Yeah. Or Ford. No, Marte. Which doesn't make sense because he's only at high A still. I know. I think they're projecting that he's going to be finish the season at Double A. That's what Julio did. I mean, that would make sense. Uh-huh. I mean, Harry Ford, they're saying 2025. And that's why that's why I think you bring in Wilson Contreras for a few years. Give him a five year yeah. contract. Yeah. And then when Ford's ready, he'll be up in he'll be up in 2024 latest. He's too talented. They 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 can't hold that kid back. Yeah. Um but I think he'll be up twenty end of twenty twenty three, end of next year possibly. Maybe I don't know. That's I mean, if he if he really shreds, if he really shreds in the minor leagues, maybe, and I could see them wanting to because you want to get as much mileage as you can out of those. But we also don't. Level. We also don't want another Mike Zanino, right? Or Cal Raleigh pushed way too fast. We push our catchers way too fast because we need it. The team needs yeah. it so bad. But yeah, that's true. But anyway, sorry. Back to we digress. Back to starting pitching. Just real quick before we. We start wrapping up here. So I was looking ahead to the schedule here. And so we have Robbie Ray going. I believe Robbie Ray is going on Tuesday. And then um, George Kirby on, on Wednesday against the Orioles. And I was curious what the ballpark factors are looking like for Camden Yards these days, given that new thing that park? they have out. Yeah, create a park they have out in left field. And Camden is now a pitcher-friendly park. That's a... I feel like the Mariners can do really, really well. That's perfect for Robbie Ray, perfect for George Kirby. Obviously, they're pitchers. But I think given their struggles recently, pitching in a pitcher-friendly park is going to be good for them. And the offense, the offense can find those alleys. They'll be fine. They're going to score runs, especially against the Orioles pitching. I mean, come on. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But they still will be a thorn. They're going to be a thorn. Yeah, they're going to be a thorn for the entire season for everybody. And it's it's ridiculous. It's a problem. But 
everybody's going to have to deal with it because there are teams like that every single year. I thought the the Royals were going to be that this year, but they don't appear to be. <laughs> so they don't much. appear to be anything. I thought the Tigers would be more competitive too. I did too. I have money on them to win the division. <laughs> I can't like, cash it out. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like I'm just like, where? What know, happened I... to these teams? Like, yeah. Uh, but it's... yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Um, before we wrap up here real quick, Jewel, what what do you see from the Mariners in June? Are you seeing like two, three games over 500 for the month? Or is it going to be like an awesome month? They're going to get six, seven games over 500. This is just for the month. Oh, I kind of want to put this pull out on Twitter now for Mariners verse. But um, I honestly think that they could end – I'm taking four to five. I don't want to shoot two to three because that feels low. It's just kind of what we're seeing right now, um, especially against the Astros, who have been great. Um, and I honestly think Jesse Winker gets back to a positive war atop mm-hmm. the lineup. He's currently at a negative six war or negative five or 0. 0.5. Zero, yeah. Which improved. Okay. Again, yeah. I looked this, I originally looked it up on 523. Um, and then I looked it up again on 527. He went from a negative 0.6 to a negative 0.5. And that's right when he started at the top of the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think he's going to continue to improve. I think they've got him in his good spot. There's, there's certain guys. It's weird. Like anybody who's played understands that there are certain spots where you feel more comfortable. I, I hit lead off a couple times and I hated it. I did a horrible yeah. batting lead off. You dropped me down like, to like, I like batting at the, I like batting at the end of the order. Do you? Oh, I man, love I batting at the end of the order because I was a pitcher. Oh, yeah, there you go. I felt like I was waiting all day if I bat at the end of the order. I love batting so at the end of the I order. I had to be – I like to be in the middle, preferably. That was that was my yeah. spot. Coach, bat me eighth. I'm good. <laughs> I'm going um, to – looking at the schedule in order, Baltimore, Texas, Houston, Boston, Minnesota, Angels. Dude, there's like five games against the Angels in a row, and they are driving the struggle bus right now. Big they time. have lost they have like – crashing down they've crashed hard they all need cpr mm-hmm. in their bats they they do except for today they just lost a they lost a slug fest today but then you've got oakland and then you've got the angels again and then you've got the orioles the a's again and then a couple against the padres toronto the nats the rangers and then the astros and then finish up the month and then the blue the jays have also crashed back down to earth well they've they've been they've been good recently but i think it's because they're playing against the angels the last couple of days so i don't know it's one of those i don't know it's one of those interesting things where uh timing plays a big a big factor in it but Agreed. i'm gonna i'm gonna predict jewel i'm gonna predict the mariners end the end uh end july uh wow i went all the way through july just now speaking of which i'm gonna say the mariners end june five games over 500 for the month okay yeah, no, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the plus four. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna stick with the plus four. That feels safe to me. Um, mm-hmm. So, but for the record, that means there's still gonna be two games with mine. That means there'll still be two games under 500 going into July. Which, you know, I can with the way just kind of with the with baseball and these teams that are crashing and uh-huh. um, no one surged really in May you know, across the board, like there wasn't a big surge. There was more regression, if anything. Right. Boston started to win, but they're still under 500. Yeah. Boston, well, Boston's probably the one team that surged. New York Yankees stay consistent. The Mets stay consistent, but everyone mm-hmm. else kind of just 
played through May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing remarkable. Mm-mm. So the Mariners are still in it. Nine games out of the AL West right now. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm okay with that with the way that they've played and the way the Astros have been playing recently. The Astros started off poorly, but they're 29 and 18 now. Sorry, they're 30 and 18 because that's that hasn't updated yet today. Yeah. So they're a really good team, just like we thought they would be. They're gonna win the division, but the Mariners are gonna be in the wild card race, and that's where that's where you need to be. That's, that's where, where I want them in that's where I want them in July. A strong June gets us right back there for July. Yep, exactly right. That is exactly right. But before we get out of here real quick, don't forget to jump on 9plusus.com like we talked about earlier. You can get lots of Seattle baseball stuff, including Not Sexy, uh, our little our nod to Marco Gonzalez. And uh, if you click the link in the description of every episode of the Seattle Baseball Together podcast, it will take you directly to a page on baseballtogether.com where you can shop. Click the, click the image. It will take you to the product. Choose your size. Buy it and then use code CPOD, S-E-A-P-O-D, at checkout, and that will give you 15% off your order. Jewel, plug your blog for us. So I'm going to plug the blog. So um, theballboyblog.com, ballboyblog.com, whichever you want to search. Um, You'll find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the website itself. You'll also see if you check my Twitter bio that I have started a new adventure um with northwest sports desk um i'm their beat writer for the local tri-city dust devils where i live um three beat pieces have gone out it's been a lot of fun i'm um should be attending in the next couple weeks my first game as a media member ever in my life it's Um, it's a different world jewel it's a lot of fun and i am pumped um and I'll also be helping the Mariners beat writer for the Northwest Sports Desk as well. So sweet. Some right more on. Mariners stuff. So right on. Well, baseball family, thank you again for joining us for this month of therapy on the Seattle Baseball Together podcast. And we will catch you next month. Mm-hmm.